Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast. If you're trying to figure out marketing for your startup, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, we go high level, looking at the intersection of branding, data, and leadership to offer you a marketing playbook to grow and scale. Join me each week for in-depth interviews, tactical advice, and practical trainings. Hi, I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, veteran marketer and startup enthusiast. I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode Then together, we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Marketing for Startups podcast. Today, we are going to talk about SEO. But I'm not here to tell you how to write like the perfect keyword-rich blog or how to like update the meta text on your website. I'm speaking to you, dear founders, as ones that I believe I probably tried to do all of that stuff yourself and like either like gave up and felt like frustrated by it or just kind of like just got overwhelmed, right? So let me share a story with you. Um, I, of course, like like all of you guys, um, I'm sure, have thought at one point like, hey, I can figure out SEO. It's so important for for my personal website. And for me, it's like for clients. And I thought, yes, yeah, like it is, um, it's something that's figure outable. Right. And so I have taken training courses. I have been in membership communities. I've, I've gotten a very good handle on the basics of SEO. And what I can tell you is that SEO is not the job of one person on your team. And it is not just one thing. SEO, which stands for Search Engine Optimization, if you don't remember, write that acronym. Um, SEO is really like a, a collection of actions and activities that can contribute to the success that you have ranking on Google and what your Google ranking is, right? And so what that means is that it is, it is like it's multifaceted. And today I want to kind of uncover a little bit of the pieces of the puzzle um, with the attempt to sort of help you understand what elements need to be like functioning in your business in order for you to have a very healthy base to grow your SEO. So my hair is bothering me here. That's why I keep touching it. Um, Okay. So let's start at the top. SEO okay, has the the most basic components of it are in two camps. One is an on-page SEO, which refers to like all of the settings that are in your website when you set it up. So this can mean like the URL that each page of your website um, is named, right? The The names of the URL. This is like the the, the descriptions for each page of like each page of your website that shows up and and how people are sort of what keywords they are putting into the Google search bar that are going to produce like certain pages of your website. So for example, like very commonly, if you're trying to run an SEO strategy for your blogs, which of course you should be doing, you know, you want to make sure that whatever phrase someone puts in the Google search bar, like that particular blog is going to show up that's going to give them the valuable information they need, right? So oftentimes 
people are looking to Google to solve a problem that they have. They're not maybe particularly looking for your business. It's your job through SEO to connect the problem that they need solved and what your business is, right? That's like the whole work of, of marketing, of inbound marketing. And so all of the settings of your website um, need to be created, right? Like what your website is named and those URLs, as I mentioned, each page, the SEO on each of the pages, which means like when that page shows up in Google, what's like the main title and what's the first couple lines of text that is previewed on Google, right? So that's sort of like the foundation of the SEO for your website. But beyond that, beyond that being set up, and may I mention that that should be set up with like an intentional strategy. So when you're building your website, and I know that like for my own website, like I made this mistake as well, where it's sort of like, you just sort of like want to get it done. So you just like, just put whatever, like you put whatever, you don't like consciously really construct like the architecture of like the keywords that you want on, on your business and like how that's going to connect to your target client. You just kind of like want to get it done, right? With whomever's building your site. But when you, when you want to double down on improving your SEO, you want to consciously be looking at all of those things that I just mentioned for your site and make sure that there is a strategy there for what your site is like, what keywords your site like connects with, because all of that, those elements of your website that you're putting in those keywords for the descriptions of the URL or whatever is the only way that Google is really going to know what the heck your business is about. So that's why it's really, really important because you have to think of like Google's not, you know, we think of like, <laughs> like, like intel, like how we think of Google as being so intelligent, right? But at the basis of it, Google's just like reading words on your site and like categorizing it um, based on like what, what you have there, right? And so if what you have there isn't exactly what you do, doesn't describe exactly what you do, then Google's not gonna like produce your site in a search result for for maybe what you really wanted to be produced for, right? So you really want to consciously construct that. So that's all kind of like the basics of on-page. But then as we get to like off-page SEO, there are other ways in which, okay, so the on-page SEO is really about showing Google or explaining to Google what your business is, right? And, and what people you serve and how you, what problem you solve. In the, in the middle of that, right, of your website kind of stagnant keywords that you've put there, in the middle of that is like your blog. Now, your blog serves two purposes. Your blog is going to be reinforcing to Google those like keywords or how whatever your product or service does and what problem it solves, your blog should be kind of addressing some aspect of that. So the keywords that you use in that blog are going to be relating. It's going to be um, reinforcing and just making more powerful, like showing Google, like, yeah, 
here's the keywords that we want this website to rank for, but the blogs that are continuously refreshing content, right? Google really likes fresh content. Anytime something is published, Google is indexing that um, piece of content and loves to see blogs that are, uh, sorry, loves to see websites that are active, right? Because as you can imagine, there's like billions of websites and there's tons of like graveyard websites that people set up years ago and they don't touch or the business closed, but they didn't close down the website. Google does not want to be showing like searchers those websites because Google's goal as a company is to give you the best match for what you're looking for. That is how they measure success. And so just creating your website, but not having a blog or having some kind of content that's constantly, like at least once a month, refreshing some kind of content there through a blog that Google's not going to really think that your site is very active. Okay. So that's like sort of the two, the two practical um, jobs that a blog serves in your business. Okay. So Google's going to be really confident because they're going to understand yet. Yeah, this is an active blog. This business is obviously producing value. Right. And, um, and those blog topics is just like strengthening the idea of what your business is or services and how you solve problems. Right. So in Google's eyes, all of that is really, really valuable. And so Google as a company want to feel safe recommending your website because they want to be serving their clients the best, which is, are their searchers. If the searchers don't feel like Google's producing great search results for them, the fear is that people won't search with Google anymore. And then Google's businesses doesn't exist, which of course won't happen, but that's sort of the high level overview. So we've got the website SEO, which is like that on page SEO, those set, those initial settings. We've got the blog. Okay. And then we've got all of the other off page SEO stuff that is functioning, which are things like link backs. So our social media should be linked to our website. When you link a website or like a URL that is from two different sources, these are called link backs, right? So obviously we've linked our social media to our website or we should, but when we're talking about link backs, something that's really, really powerful in Google's eyes are if your website is linked to another really reputable site. And so this could be, now this could be like having your site indexed on certain like on certain sites. So like, for example, say you are a plumber, right? And you are on Angie's list with great reviews, or you've been in an article in your local newspaper saying like the top 20 plumbers in this city, and that it links back to your website. These link backs are signaling to Google. So if like other websites are recommending your website in some way, it also signals to Google, oh, wow, this is a really great business. A lot of people trust this business. This business must be really valuable. And all of these actions are helping to um, 
to prove to Google, to make Google feel better about showing your search results. Like, of course, Google doesn't feel, but that's the whole thing, right? It's that Google is looking for this authority. So in that, there are like these practical ways in which you can be like listed and indexed, which is going to help people find you better. So if there's some communities or some forums or something that's related to your product or service and getting your business's website in that could be very helpful. But different websites have different value. So let's go back to the link back example, but let's do it with a product. Let's say that you have a clothing brand and you have like a local blogger from your city that doesn't have like a lot of website traffic or a lot of followers or anything is like writing an article about your clothing brand and making a link from your, to to your website, recommending you. That's valuable. That's really, really valuable, but it's not as valuable as if say Vogue did an article about your clothing line and then linked back to your website. So what Google's looking for for the link backs is also looking at the authority of the websites that you are on. So one like black hat trickery that SEO people used to do, which you do not want anyone doing for this for your site, is that there's a, they would make up or it's pause, some people could make up a bunch of like fake websites and then link your site back like to, to add these link backs because at some point Google was just like looking at volume of link backs. But then as the years progressed, they started looking at the quality of those link backs. So how do you get quality link backs? Okay. So we have a couple of things at play here. So I want to just like zoom out, right? Cause now we're looking at SEO from step one was the on-page SEO and someone that does this is really a website developer. Notice I didn't say website designer because oftentimes website designers are great at designing the visuals and the user experience, which is really important, but it is hard to find a really great web designer and a really great web developer. The developer is like more of the technical backend kind of person, whereas the designer obviously is like the design. So you want to have on your website, someone that is a designer that can design it well with great user experience and someone that really understands those basic SEO setups, right? So that's like one aspect of it. The second aspect is the blog, right? We talked about in the middle of the blog. Now the blog, you're obviously going to want a fabulous copywriter, a copywriter that understands SEO. And it's easy to find that in one person. A a good copywriter should be well-versed in SEO and they should, by the way, if you're hiring a copywriter, you want to see their pre-work. So I've, I've through the years, like at first when I started hiring copywriters, like I didn't think about this, but then I saw like, as I was working with better quality copywriters, I understood that better quality copywriters, they actually do keyword research before they start writing the article. They will report to you or like, I mean, not that I need to approve it or anything, but you can, they show their work where you can see like, search value from certain keywords. And there's some reasoning that they can explain to you why they chose a certain angle for the blog or why the opening paragraph is worded a certain way. 
So you want to make sure that you have a copywriter that's working in your team that's going to help produce high quality blogs that have the right keywords. And then what we're talking about now are these link backs. So who helps with link backs? So link backs can be, it, it depends what your business is, but let's look at the idea of like social media influencers. So a lot of social media influencers, if you're using an influencer strategy, this would be someone that's building those relationships on social media with those influencers and that you're creating these partnerships where they review your product or service or whatever, and maybe they post about it on their social, but also write about it on a blog. A lot of these social media influencers also have blogs, right? And it's a, and if that blog has high traffic, it's really a great value for you to have a link back from that blog. So that could be someone working in social media or someone working in partnerships. Another way to get those great link backs is with PR, like traditional PR, right? Because you're going to be probably have a better success reaching like a Vogue or Forbes or whatever is related to your industry if you're going with someone that does PR. So I hope you begin to see that like SEO is not just like a one-time thing with like one person that can just execute it. SEO is like all of these elements coming together in kind of like this flywheel situation um, where everything's working together to strengthen your authority to Google and also make it clearer in Google's uh, algorithm exactly what your website is about and how you serve um, your audience, how you serve the folks that, that, that are your potential clients. Um, so that, that's SEO. As a founder, that's what I want you to be focusing on. I want you to be focusing on these elements and getting the right people to help you execute these certain pieces rather than feeling overwhelmed by it and not starting because the, the last piece I'll leave you with is this. SEO is, I may have said this in the beginning. If I'm repeating myself, I'm sorry, <laughs> but um, let's master the basics and let, it's, a, it's an important message. But SEO is like compound interest, right? And at the surface, I think a lot of businesses, they don't start with a strong SEO program because they don't see the ROI. So like very quickly, they don't see the sales immediately after, right? SEO is like a slow burn, years and years and years of this activity building consistency consistently. If you speak to anyone that started a strong SEO program, like years ago, they'll tell you how amazing it is to be getting like the majority of their sales through organic traffic. Because once it starts kicking in, your website um, volume will just naturally be increasing and increasing and increasing every single month because of all this work, that, this legwork that you've put in. And you can see the results from SEO. You don't have to wait years. Like Six months of cons consistently doing a program like one I just mentioned is going to let you see great results. But again, it, it's not just like a set chunk of time and then you stop. It always has to be growing and building and building. And when you get to a point where it's like, hey, I don't want to be spending more money on ads, right? You want to be supplementing that lead gen with this or these free organic leads, so it is, it is a bit of work. It takes a little bit of investment in the front, but I also want to mention that like these activities that you're doing, like a consistent blog or PR, 
that's going to build towards SEO, but it's also going to help you in the short term. Blogs are super duper useful for nurturing your, your prospective clients. So it's like, you're not just using the blog for SEO, you're using the blog as pieces of content that you share through your email list or that you share through social media and it's adding value and it's engaging people and it's building like, know, and trust. So there's like various benefits to writing consistent blogs. And then of course, PR, like PR, you're going to get that initial boost when the article comes out or whatever, and you're going to be able to be um, getting your brand in front of new eyeballs. That's incredibly beneficial, but those link backs will last a lifetime, right? So the more authority strong websites you've been getting those links back, the better it is in the long run. So anything that you're investing in SEO, it's going to help you, right? And even like investing in your on-page SEO, those basic settings and looking at that again is, is, is going to be eye-opening because you want to just be looking at that with fresh eyes to say like, hey, is this exact like phrase that's being spit out as a meta tag when someone's finding my site is that actually like what we do? Is that actually describing what this page is, right? Because again, like the, that's that's that one second when people see you in their search results and they decide whether they're going to click on your site or not. So you want to put some time into making sure that that actually is connected to what you do and who you serve. So that is high level SEO. I hope that that un- I hope that made sense for you. I hope that I broke that down into bite-sized chunks that I hope like gave you some ahas because I was struggling this for like so many years and wasted money and felt like definitely like lost, right? And like stressed out by the purpose of SEO and and what the ROI is. But what I'll leave you with this last piece where you can measure the ROI, right? As this is churning and rolling is really simply by creating what I love to do is a channel performance analysis. So what is a channel performance analysis? I'll tell you simply just looking at the different channels of marketing activity as SEO, which would mean your direct website traffic, and your organic website traffic. And then, you know, maybe traffic from social media, traffic from partnerships, right? We're measuring your website traffic from all of these sources. And then we're understanding from that traffic, how many of those people from those different channels ended up buying with you. So you can actually see, I spent this much money with the the acquiring users from ads and they produced this much money. And then you can do that ratio, right? Which is sort of like, what's our, uh, like our, what's the ratio of how much we're spending versus how much we're getting back. And we do that for all channels, but what's awesome about direct website traffic and organic traffic is that's zero. That's zero. So anything that you get from that is just going to be like gravy. Um, maybe I'll do a whole other episode on how to do a channel performance. If you guys want a channel performance review, um, like how to do a channel performance review and like a template, um, send me a DM on LinkedIn. I would love to provide that for you. Cause that's, that's super helpful. That's something that you do probably like once a year or like once a quarter, because you want like a good amount of data in order to actually like glean some insights from it. But 
but it is uh, it is important. But the moral of the story is, is just get rolling with SEO, pay attention to it. You don't, you can't, I hope this, I hope this episode showed you that you can't do it all yourself. It is something that you're going to have to get the right people on doing and, um, but it'll be worth it. So I hope this was a great little nugget for you, marketing nugget for you this week. And I can't wait to see you back here next week for the Marketing for Stars podcast. Until then. You did it. You made it to the end of the episodes. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate you as an audience member, and I hope that you found this helpful. If you did like this episode, it would mean so, so much to me if you subscribed, if you rate and review this podcast. It helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying. It also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on Instagram and tag me at Ugly Ventures, U-G-L-I Ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S. I am always so appreciative to hear from you, and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.